This is something I heard on two separate days, January 29th to February 11th. I saw a vision of people with blue temporary masks on. And then I heard this phrase, round two, here we go. And then I heard this. Hey y'all, this is Troy. So I have a word from the Lord to share with you today. And I'm just laughing because this is how I start every single video. It's kind of crazy, you know, how often the Lord speaks. Uh, and I would say through me, but the truth is that God is willing to speak to any believer. And I've said this, you know, a thousand times, but Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And Paul said, I wish you all would prophesy. So this should not be special for one believer. This is something that God should be doing for every believer is the still small voice of the Holy Spirit should be able to lead us, to guide us, to direct our paths. The same way we see in the New Testament, you know, where Paul, the apostle and the other apostles and, and missionaries, you know, and, and pastors and teachers and leaders, they're being directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, and the apostles in, in Acts chapter 17, I believe it is, they said it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. You know, how could they say that without a working relationship with the Holy Spirit? You know, it wasn't just something where the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were able to write scripture, you know, for some of the apostles. This was a relationship that they modeled for us, and we should be walking in that same relationship on a daily basis. So I have this prophetic word to share with you. And God's not always going to speak to us about things like what this topic, right? Maybe he'll speak to some people more about this kind of thing than others, but God wants to speak to all of us about our lives, about our daily walk, about, Lord, is this good for me? Is this not good for me? Lord, is this right or is this wrong? Lord, is this a good career move or not? You know, like we should be able to take those, those questions to the Lord in prayer and we should be able to hear a response. And that's what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying right now that he wants to do through this video is he wants to start initiating a response to where it's not just a question being asked and then a hopeful guess, but rather when we place our hope in what's true and what's right and where God desires us to place our hope and we begin to walk by faith in that way. And I'm going to explain all that in a minute. But then instead of guessing, we actually get to know what God says, and we get to know what he has for us. See, see, Ephesians chapter two talks about the good plans that God prepared for us to walk in. You know, these are things that God desires for us because he made us and because he designed us. And he actually wrote a plan about what he wanted our lives to look like out ahead of time. And listen, that we don't always walk in that plan. We don't always carry out the desires of God or the will of God in our lives. That doesn't always happen perfectly. Just because God wants something doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, many believe, believers are under this false assumption that when God says something, you know, or, or, you know, or when God wants something, either way, that that means it's absolutely going to happen. It's not always true. Sometimes God says, this is what I want to happen, but it doesn't happen. Why? Because the people that he planned and designed in order to initiate that on the earth did not act in accordance with his will. See, God didn't want the Pharisees to be the way they were. He didn't want them to reject their Messiah. How do we know that? Because the word says that God desires none to perish, but God didn't get what he wanted. Why? Because he gave the Pharisees free will and he gives us free will too. And listen, every single day we have a choice to make. Am I going to be feeding off of the word of life or the word that brings death? Now that doesn't mean we're losing our salvation and gaining it back. You know, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what source is feeding us and what is the output that's coming out of our lives? 
this is what the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about today is the output, the output, what's coming out of my mouth, what's coming out of my life. What are the words that I'm speaking? What's my go-to? If I was a balloon and somebody popped me, like what would come out? Would it be just normal air? Would it be helium? Would it be water? You know, like what would come out? And this is all going to change based on what is coming in. What are we feeding on? You know, Paul says, you weren't ready for meat. I had to still give you milk, right? He's talking about truths. There is a function of truth that feeds us. Some of us are feeding on the wrong truths today. Some of us are feeding on lies and it's corrupting our hearts. It's corrupting our view of God, our perspective of him and the world and the people around us. And it's, it's hurting us. And that that is in accordance with the plan of the devil. You know, the devil wants people to, to believe lies. But others of us, we're feeding off of the fluff. We're not eating poison. The lie would be poison, right? Some of us, we're not eating poison. We're just eating the fluffy stuff and we're not getting the protein. And that's what the Holy Spirit is saying if, is if you want to go, you know, the, the fluffy stuff is going to make you feel good for a, a, a few hours, right? But then you go to the gym and you start trying to work out and it's only going to last so long, right? But you need the protein to build up the muscle mass. And so that's what the Lord is saying spiritually is he has protein for us to consume. And the way we do that is where our mind is dwelling. What is your mind dwelling on every single day? So I'm going to get into this word. I know that's a long intro, but I just sense the Holy Spirit asking me to share that. This is something I heard on two separate days, January 29th and February 11th. I'm presenting this as a, as a word that I heard from the Lord. Please take to this, this to the Lord in prayer before running with it. Don't settle on a prophetic word unless you've gotten confirmation from the Lord yourself. That means either it aligns with the scripture and it doesn't contradict the word of God, right? Directly, another way to receive confirmation is the Holy Spirit can speak. The still small voice can say, yes, this is for me right? Or God can bring a dream. He can bring a sign. He can bring whatever he wants to bring, but there's different ways that he can confirm. So I would encourage you, don't just run with something just because someone says it, but test it like the word says. And oftentimes in order to test a word, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't just test it intellectually only. If we do that, we're going to be running the wrong test. So we're, you know, that is a good test, the intellectual one. Did it come to pass, right? Does it make sense? But sometimes God says some things that don't make sense until after they come to pass, or they don't make sense right away, but then they start to make sense once it starts to happen. And so we need to be running the spiritual test, which is, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about this? Is this from you? And the Lord will be faithful to confirm that word when we ask with a genuine heart to want to know what he has to say. January 29th, I saw a vision of people with blue temporary masks on. So, you know, it's like the, the medical masks, you know, that everyone was wearing in 2020. 2021. And still, you know, some people are wearing. And then I heard this phrase round two, here we go. And then I heard the masks are returning once more. And then I heard this within a year and a half from now, they're going to at least try to initiate another return. And then I heard a blue wave. So a couple things about this, and then I'm going to share the rest of this word that I got was obviously the Lord saying they're going to try to at least initiate another return. So the Lord may be referring to an actual return, you know, of the whole mask, mask situation, or he could be talking about how for one reason or another, it's going to blow up in the news again. Oftentimes when God speaks about something, sometimes he's just referencing what's going to get, what's going to trend, right? What's going to get thrown out into the news for one reason or another. But I believe we're going to see what he's talking about within that time frame. But also the, the phrase, a blue wave could be talking about the blue mask, you know, just the, a wave of masks, right? Or it could be talking about politically a blue wave as in who is supporting this wave, right? This movement. So here's what I heard on February 11th. I saw another vision on February 11th. And what I saw was a person with a mask on their face 
but it covered a lot. So it wasn't just, it was like uh, comprehensive, right? It, it like, it wasn't just like down here. It was like all the way up here is like their eyes are visible, but it, it wrapped around. It was, it was, you know, covered a lot. And, and the Lord asked me to share this word uh, that I had gotten in January this week when I'm filming this one to share it, to get it out. And then the Lord said this, a strange release of information is tied to this one. And he said, you're going to see it, how it was a radical plan, something hidden under the weather and under the radar, but coming out to play peekaboo once more. And then I heard the info released will cause people to panic a little, but then an uproar will issue forth. So what does this mean exactly? I don't know exactly what it means, but I can tell you this, a strange release of information uh, could be talking about information we didn't know from before and, and tied to the whole mass situation, but also a radical plan. I believe that's something that was hidden, you know, an agenda or something like that, that we didn't see something hidden under the weather and under the radar. Under the radar means, you know, like people didn't see it coming or they didn't realize it was there, but also under the weather could be using an actual problem, in this case, a virus in order to hide something or in order to you know, get something into the door, right? And then I heard this, and obviously he said, uh, this will cause people to panic a little, but then an uproar will issue forth. I think that's people responding to the information that comes out. Then I heard an uproar with a little bit of information. And then he said, imagine if the whole lot was spilled out. And then he said, next. And he said, it's coming eventually. So I think eventually the Lord is saying that a lot more is gonna be spilled. You know, a lot more information is gonna be available about what actually happened. And I don't even know what he's talking about here, y'all. He may be talking about some hidden agenda. He may be talking about some conspiracy, some plot. I don't know exactly. I would have to assume that, but that's just me trying to interpret what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing from the Lord. You know, like that meme, make it make sense, right? Like make it make sense. You know, like sometimes I want to say that to God and I do sometimes. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit just assures me. He says, no, this is the information I've given you for now. This is what I want you to share. And I'll, I'll give you the rest when it's when it's pertinent or, or, or when, when you're ready. You know, and I think a lot of times that's really what it is, is that we can only handle so much, right? You know, like the line, you, you can't handle the truth. Um, what did Jesus say to his disciples? You know, he, he said, there's a lot more I have to share with you, but you're not ready for that now. But then he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, you know, he's going to explain these things. And so there's an aspect of walking with God where he understands that he is infinite and we are finite. You know, we, we are limited in our knowledge, our understanding, and God is only going to give us so much so that we don't break down or so that we don't freeze up so that we don't clam up and so that we can do with what we know what he has called us to do this is ephesians 2 1 through 3 okay this is really the meat so the prophetic word in this video the the word of knowledge you know that i heard in january and february 11th the word of knowledge is the milk in this case i believe and the meat is actually something entirely different. This is what Ephesians 2, 1 says. It says, And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Okay, the prince of the power of the air. So there's a lot of things in our lives that involve air. What did I say earlier? The balloon popping, right? Air, there's a, there's a lot of different things in the air. A lot of different things we breathe in, we breathe out. You breathe in oxygen, hopefully, and out carbon dioxide. You know, hopefully you're not breathing in smog. Hopefully you're not breathing in toxic fumes of any kind. Hopefully it's like clean, fresh air, right? But what you breathe in affects your whole system. And then you breathe out something that is going to let someone know what's happening on the inside. Okay. Like, for example, bad breath. <laughs> 
if there's if something's going wrong on the inside sometimes people have bad breath as a result of that and so it's like it's a signifier of what's happening on the inside okay this is a metaphor for something that's happening spiritually within the body of christ today and the question that i hear the holy spirit asking is why is there so much bad breath going around when i've given you the right things to consume i i've handed them to you i hear the lord saying i've given you the truths that that i've asked you to eat to, to consume and yet the result is that the output is not matching what I've given you as the right input. And here's where the, the problem's taking place, y'all. The rest of this verse says, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. So the devil's agenda is played out through people, a lot of times human beings in the earth, and it's not just a political agenda, it's not just societal attack, it's not just an attack on the family, it's not just an attack on something like freedom. It's, it's not just an attack on, you know, traditional values or whatever it is. It's like sometimes we think that's what's happening. But what's really happening is there's a spiritual attack taking place through a human being or through a system or through a vote, you know, whatever it is. There's a spiritual attack taking place because there's a spirit working in the sons of disobedience is what it says. And then it says, among them too, we all previously lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. So we were all there, whether we want to admit it or not, we were all children of the devil at one point, you know, and that's, this is a dark message, you know, but that's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He's like, why don't y'all go back to your father, Satan? You know, he's like, he's like, y'all are of your father, you know, like the devil. And they're, you know, they got really mad about that because they thought they, their father was Abraham, uh, you know, and because they were technically of that lineage, that line. And yet Jesus was trying to say to them, there's a spiritual heritage here that's far more important. And so what's far more important than even the food we consume, should we be taking care of our bodies? Yes, right? We should, as good stewards of the temple of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. We should try to take care of our bodies. Now, we don't have to be perfectionists about that. We don't have to be under legalism, but we, we do have a stewardship there, you know, as, as, as Christians. Yet, at the same time, what's far more important than that is what we consume spiritually, is the spiritual food we're consuming. And a lot of times it's not just what we eat, but it's what happens on the inside with how we digest it. And then what comes out? Okay. So in this case, it's, I'm going to read the word or I'm going to listen to the word. And then I'm going to dwell on it, not just in my mind. I'm not just going to look at it theologically. I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about this? And then the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. And so all day long, the Holy Spirit's going to be revealing revelation about the word to me in my spirit. I'm going to be, I'm going to be connecting on a spiritual level with what the Lord has said. And, and then it's going to be regurgitated in what I say and how I respond. You know, Colossians says this, it says, Colossians 3, 2, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. This is what the Lord said to me right before I started this. Uh, he asked me to talk about hope. Okay. And then I, I just, I just sat there and I listened and this is what the Lord said to me. He said, what are you placing your hope in? Is it another election year? Is it things in the political arena changing and things being uncovered? Or is it society finally catching up with the program? Or is your hope in something eternal, something above, something heavenly focused? That's going to determine your output here on earth and how much of heaven's kingdom you get to experience here and now as children of that place. See, it says, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. 
We set our minds on the things we're hoping for, the things we're hoping in. See, if our hope is in the paycheck at the end of the week, we're going to be thinking about that. Oh, I can't wait till Friday till that paycheck comes in, you know, or whatever. It's like if our hope is in getting married someday, we're going to be thinking about all the time. Ah, today's not good because I don't feel like I'm one step closer to that goal. And we're missing out on the eternal impact that God has for us to make right here, right now, because we're setting our mind and our hope on something that's temporary. Now, are those things good? Is it good to, to be able to provide? Yes. Is it good? to be to to have a godly spouse yes but even those things as good as they are they are in the long run temporary now how you treat your spouse is a lot more eternal than whether you get married when you want to or not so maybe for some people god is saying it's time to wait because i'm crafting your character in this season yet sometimes we can't see what god is up to we can't see what he's doing we're not willing to admit that maybe god's working through this uh, season two, because our hope is set on something temporary instead of something eternal. Verse five of Ephesians two says, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, God made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we're seated with him. So we are already a part of that kingdom, that heavenly kingdom. How much time we spend there in the place that we actually belong is going to determine how much God is able to use us here in the place that we are now. How do you spend time there? You just spend time with him. Your spirit's already with him there. That's what it says. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You're already there. You don't have to work your way up to some heavenly experience. You don't have to work your way into some, you know, like supernatural encounter. Like those things are fine. If God wants to give you a supernatural encounter, I'm all for it. I've had them. But what's more important is understanding where we already are in Christ Jesus. Because then we don't have to wait until we have an experience to begin to feed on the meat and for our spirits to begin to connect with the Holy Spirit, for us to begin to digest what it is that he's feeding us, for it to begin to change us, to grow us, to build that muscle mass. Verse 12 says, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the people of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So at one point we were without hope. That is why the systems of the world are all in place to get people to keep putting their hope in something temporary because the lie keeps getting circulated. It's it's just circular reasoning. It keeps going around and around and around. It's going to come back around again. That's why Ephesians says there's nothing new under the sun. Put your hope in this. Oh, that didn't fulfill me. Well, try again next year. You know, like, let's do it again. Let's do the same thing all over again. Try again four years from now. You know, let's do the same thing all over again. When God is saying, no, step out of that cycle today, step out of that system, get out of the rat race in that sense, and start putting your hope in something eternal, start dwelling on something eternal. And that's what's going to come out. And then verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who previously were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. If you say, well, I feel far from God. I don't feel like I can hear from the Holy Spirit. I don't feel like he's speaking to me. I don't feel like he's leading me. I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting much out of reading the word. You need to start believing that you are already near because of the blood of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Verse 18 says, for through him, talking about Jesus, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. We have access to the Father through the Holy Spirit in Christ because we're in him. And we can say, Lord, Father, I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit today because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. That's one of the most powerful prayers that we can pray as believers. Lord, I'm going to empty myself of myself and pour myself at your feet. And then I'm going to say, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did for me at the cross. And then faith and hope begin to work together instead of one or the other. See, a lot of times we're stuck on one or we're stuck on the other. But faith is going to breed hope. 
it's faith is going to cause us to put our hope in the right places, but hope in the right place is going to cause us to come back to him. It's going to cause us to draw near to him. And then our faith is going to grow in that moment because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word, the utterance, the word of Christ, the the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. He's right there, y'all. He's right there. Some of us need to like symbolically take a huge breath, like to breathe in what God is doing. That's nothing magical about that. It's just, it's just a symbol, but it's representing, hey, I want my heart to be right here, ready to consume your word, ready to be changed by it, ready to do with it what you want me to do. And the filter, the masks that the devil brings is the filter through which he wants us to, to, to consume everything. See, once, once we're a Christian, uh, the devil, he can't always snatch the word away. Okay, because there's some words that ha- have been planted in good soil and they're growing, right? It's too late. He can't snatch that away, but he can stop new seed from being planted. He can stop new meat from being input through this mask. I'm not talking about physical mask now, but through through this, this lens through which we are receiving everything and it's stopping it from coming in. And even the, the, the very breath, like our very basic needs, you know, the way we're basically interacting with God is being intercepted and stopped and filtered. And we're having a hard time just getting by. And I mean, I just hear the Lord saying this so clearly. He's saying, that's because I've designed you to breathe freely. And man, the Lord's saying for many people listening, the filter or the mass that's that's stopping that process partially from happening, from you freely being able to breathe in the life that I've given you, I've granted you through the Son, through Jesus, is for a lot of people, it's religious traditions. And for some people, it's traditional values that in a lot of ways line up with what the Word of God says, but in some ways do not. They've been distorted by the world. For a lot of people, the Lord is saying, it's a job that you're afraid of losing. It's a job you're afraid of losing because you think that you're the source for you, yourself or your family. The Lord's saying, but I am. Am I not your source? Haven't I not made you, I hear the Lord saying? Did I not create you? Haven't I given you this work to do in the first place? Didn't I design your your hands? Didn't I design your your body, didn't I design your mind to be able to work the way it works, to function the way it functions? The Lord is saying for some people, didn't I give you the rights that you have? Why are you afraid of losing those rights? Because of your output, but based on what you're willing to say for me, for my sake, for my kingdom. For some people, it's not the fear of losing a job, it's a career choice, the Lord is saying. It's a career choice. You're not willing to go the way the Lord is commissioning you to go because you're afraid of what other people may think of you. The Lord is saying, that fear is not for me. If you just get rid of the fear, the choice is going to become evident. Let me take that fear off of you, the Lord is saying. Let me strip that from you. That's not healthy for you. That's not going to help you make your decision. You need my wisdom, I hear the Lord saying, not the worldly wisdom. I hear the Lord saying, don't be afraid of offending people. You're going to. It's going to happen. But the Lord is saying, but you keep listening to my voice. Keep trusting me, even through the questions, even through the doubting. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're never going to doubt anything at all that I've said. You know, like, (laughs) man, some people, the Lord is addressing a faith issue right now. Some people are having a hard time moving forward in faith because you're afraid of what people might think if you admit to the doubts that you're facing currently. The Lord's saying, is that a problem? Sure, yes. But if you don't admit the problem, how are you supposed to move forward with the solution? Don't be afraid to admit the problem. You're not perfect. The Lord is saying, you're not fooling anyone right now. So why are you afraid of losing that image by admitting where you are? The Lord is saying, just trust me. 
I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to move. I'm going to help you move forward in this. All right. I'm almost done. This has been a lot longer than I expected, but man, the Lord's speaking. So I'm, I'm trying to be obedient. But what is the Lord talking about with the last thing he was saying there? I believe he's talking about the whole faith movement, you know, the word of faith, all of that. Um, it's not all bad, y'all. You know, I know the critics will say it's all bad, but that's not true. You know, a lot of a lot of good has come out of that movement. Now, are there some issues? Sure. I'll just be honest. One of the issues in my own personal life is, ooh, the Lord's tying this right back into the whole mask thing, okay? Here's the example. But this is one of the issues is, Lord, if I do the thing that those who say they're walking in faith are 100% against, I'm going to be viewed as not walking in by faith. So out of fear, I'm going to do the thing that they're telling me to do, right? Like wearing a mask, for instance. Y'all, 2020, 2022, I actually wore a mask pretty often, okay? I wasn't completely anti-mask uh, during that season. But the main reason I wore a mask was not because I was afraid of getting sick. The main reason I was wearing a mask was out of respect for other people. Because when I walked in a room, I did not want to bring them down. <laughs> did not want to cause unnecessary fear. Now, is that fear healthy? No, I don't think so. In a lot of ways, no. Now, you know, bad things did happen during that, that time. So for some people, the perspective is very different than others. For some people, the fear was more irrational than others. And whether it was a rational fear or not, it didn't really matter to me. But I chose to wear a mask because out of respect for other people. And I knew that some people were going to judge me for just doing that. It was going to be like, well, you're not walking by faith. But here's my question. How much faith does it take to not wear a mask? And then on the other side, how much faith does it take to put one on? Or is what we're calling faith not really faith? Is it actually fear in some cases? And I hope this is making sense. I'm not trying to make a political statement or anything like that. I'm not trying to comment on anyone's views on all of that. Like it, that's not the issue. But the issue is sometimes in the Christian church, especially in the charismatic side of things, we start thinking, well, if I admit that I'm in pain or I admit that I'm working through something, then it's going to look like I'm not walking by faith. And what we've lost, unfortunately, because of that is honesty. And even in some cases, a connection with reality, like what's actually happening. Now, my future is not defined by my reality. My future is defined by what God says. So I'm not going to, my hope's not going to get down just because I have to admit like, well, I'm hurting right now, but that doesn't mean that God's a liar, but it's not faith just to hype something up. And it's not faith just to cover something up. Faith is a confidence in what God has said. If we're truly confident in what God has said, then we're, we are not going to cover things up. We're not going to pretend like things are better than they actually are. We're going to be honest. And here's what's so amazing about it, y'all, is faith is a lot like the meat side of things. Okay. There's a milk side to it and there's a meat side. The milk side is, I'm going to believe this just because God said it, and this is it, and this is the way it's going to be, right? The meat side is, Holy Spirit, you tell me how it's going to be. This is what your word says. This is my situation. Now, relationally, you help me to walk through this. I'm going to get from here to here. That actually takes more faith, y'all. And it actually takes more trust in his character, his nature. And a lot of times it comes with, that takes a willingness to obey. What we want is to be able to just to declare it. We want to just be able to say, well, I'm healed, or, well, this has changed, or, well, you know, my bank account's turning around, whatever it is. We want to be able to declare it and say that that's faith. But what happens when the Holy Spirit declares something to us and he says, I am going to do that, but first I need you to do this. Or he'll say, yes, but once I do that, I need you to do this. It's like, are we willing to obey? Are we willing to do what he's asking us to do? That's a lot, y'all. This, this is a long video. I was not expecting this to be so long. Anyways, I'm done. Hopefully this is okay. I hope y'all can hear this through a lens of grace. You know, my heart is not to condemn anybody or 
anything. You know, it's not it's not to put a weight on anyone's shoulders. But I, I honestly believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak this through me to us today, not to pull anybody down, but to lift us up, to build us up. Because we need muscles to be able to run this race. We can't just keep running on fluff. We have to, our muscles have to be strengthened. We have to be maturing. We have to be getting closer to what God is is calling us to look like. And so that, you know, as as the race gets more intense, we're able to to maintain the pace. We're able to keep up with what God is calling us to do. So I hope y'all can hear it through that perspective, that lens. Again, please take everything to the Lord in prayer. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide, be your uh, your source. And I love y'all. I hope this wasn't too too heavy today. I'll see you next time.